Welcome to the Beautiful and True Project podcast. This is a place where we talk about beauty and truth, the things that are most important to us, the things that ground us, and the things that uplift us. My guests are not celebrities. They are, in many ways, leading kind of ordinary lives, but they pay extraordinary attention to the world around them, and that makes the difference. Hi, everyone. We're going to do something a little different with this week's episode. I've been interested in in trying something, and so we're going to today, and you'll have to let me know what you think. I'm recording the day after we got the news of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, and there are many things that are true about the reactions that are, are happening, at least among among my friends. Shock, fear, uncertainty, a sense of what else can this year throw at us? And as that passed, that first wave, that, that shock wave passed, we're leaning into two things. One, the idea of action, but more than that, and perhaps really importantly, is the idea of the beautiful and true life that Ruth Bader Ginsburg led. She fought nonstop for women's rights, for the rights of the queer community. Her love for her husband and her family, stuff of legends. There's a a quote from her that I love. Somebody once asked her, what is the secret to a long and happy marriage? And she said, being a little deaf. <laughs> and I thought, I, I found that, that to be both beautiful and true. The truth that it acknowledges that even the person that we love so much and want to spend all of our lives with is not perfect, may not say the perfect thing, may not be the perfect person every moment, and that we need to give them space to be able to be imperfect. So to be a little deaf when it doesn't matter. And the beauty in it is the humor. The humor and the love, the graciousness to be able to give that kind of space. Hmm. It's interesting that that's what I'm thinking about. Her legacy of her time as a lawyer, as her, of her time as a Supreme Court justice, the fact that she is the reason that I can be on a mortgage and have a credit card. Not her alone. Of course not her alone, but... But Ginsburg was a force for this, and she insisted on it and was persistent. I do think it's interesting that I come back to that quote about marriage. Much of her life, and I hope, I hope she got to experience it as this. I think she did, given some of the interviews I've read of hers. But I, I, I see her life as being exceptionally beautiful and true. Not always easy, (laughs) probably rarely easy, 
but always approached with wit and humor and wisdom, kindness, open-mindedness. Never open-mindedness to the point of losing who you are or what you're fighting for. Anyway, my heart is full today of many, many things. And I start wondering, as I'm thinking about her, I'm wondering about who your heroes are. The people that you really want your life to be like. Because I think this says a lot about what we hold beautiful and true. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to find that intersection. You know, it took me months to find only a couple. And I think I'm finding a few more now as, as, I'm, as I'm doing this and thinking about this so much. But I think the people we really, truly think of as our personal heroes, they tell us what we think is beautiful and true. And I'm not talking like Iron Man. I'm not talking about the Avengers. Those aren't, those are myths, right? These are, these are our modern Achilles. These are our, our Beowulfs. I'm talking about the real people that we know, that we really find heroic. I teach public speaking and I ask my students to deliver a tribute speech. So many of their mothers, so many of all of our mothers, were heroes to us, giving us opportunities that we would not have had because they sacrificed for us. Some of my students, their mothers worked three jobs and somehow always got up to make them lunch and send them off to school. Sometimes it was a tag team effort. Sometimes it was a grandmother who stepped in when, when their parents couldn't. These are heroes. It tells us about what we think is beautiful and true, sacrificing for the ones you love. That is, generally speaking, I can't say it's quite universal. I don't know that. Across all of humanity and across all of time, sacrificing for your loved ones is something that we generally hold to be both beautiful and true. So a hero, a hero can be anyone. Anyone that you deeply admire, whose, whose life you would like. I can't say it's somebody necessarily that whose life you would like to have. I think there are people whose lives I would like to have for a day that I wouldn't necessarily call my heroes and I wouldn't necessarily connect them to like my deepest, my deepest values, the things that give me joy and the things that ground me. But, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg is one of those people who does both. At least for me, she uplifts with her joy and her, her, her joy in life and her spark her lifting weights in her 80s and the sharpness, the keenness of her wit and the, the gloriousness of her descents. All of those give me joy and uplift me. And also the passion with which she fought, the wisdom with which she fought, those things ground me. So I'm wondering, having now rambled for a moment, who are the people in your life that when you think about them, they both 
give you joy and give you a sense of grounding. I'll give you a second to think about that. It may take a little longer than this second, but maybe it's something to think about over the next few days, over the next week. So what we're going to do for the rest of this, this time that we have together, this is going to be a short one, but I thought it might be interesting to, to see how we can apply the beautiful and the true in our lives. And the reason I'm doing this today, I was thinking about it anyway, but as I'm watching these reactions to the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I was thinking about times of, of shock and loss. And there's been so much of it recently, so much to grieve and so much to be confused and hurt and angry by. And I found myself kind of locked, bound up and locked and not really wanting to do anything and wanting to eat all the slices of pizza in the whole world because that is my comfort food and wanting to just lay on the couch and not do anything and not even watch TV because that would take too much energy. And maybe you've been there yourself. I'm sure you have. Most of us have days like this here and there. But I have, a, I have something that, I have this practice of beautiful and true, and it just takes a little focus, and it pulls me out of it. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to walk you through some of the things that I do to help me to feel both uplifted and grounded, which is, for me, the best feeling in the whole world. It's centered, it's calm, it's open, it's determined. I can, I can do anything from that space. It's empowering, right? And I can tell you, I needed it today. So, if you're listening and you're not driving, <laughs> please don't do this if you're driving. You can listen to it, but don't, don't actually like close your eyes. But if you're not, if you have a moment, we'll go through a little of the exercises that I do. So close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. Exhale gently, just let it fall out. And then take a moment to think about your last, your last day or so. See if you can think of something that stuck out as beautiful. It might not be something huge. It might be something small. Yesterday I saw where some kids had chalked on a sidewalk. And that was beautiful to me. Someone picked up 
an interesting, I don't even know what it was. It was, it looked like a starburst, not the candy, but like a burst of a star. And it was some kind of dried plant. And it was so neat and interesting and fragile. And that was beautiful. I wonder what you're seeing now in your mind. Whether or not you were able to think of something, I invite you now to open your eyes and to look around you and look for something that is beautiful. Not something that you think is beautiful. Like for example, I'm seeing some some flowers on my on my mantle and they are very pretty. But they're not they're not striking that sense of beauty in me. So we're not looking for things that are just pretty or that you think that we think should be pretty. We're looking for things that we actually find beautiful. Also on my mantle, there is a candle. It's a little burned down and it is this vibrant kind of raspberry red. And behind it is a taller candle and kind of a pink. And for some reason, the two of those together on the wood of my mantle, that's really beautiful to me right now. I'm looking out the window and the sun, it's not setting yet, but it's starting to think about it. We're moving into evening and it's September, which means the light in the evening is this has a very yellow golden quality to it and it's striking the leaves outside at just this particular angle leaves that are thinking about turning yellow but they're not quite ready and the sky is blue behind them and that is beautiful we cleaned our living room yesterday like did a really good clean and things are all in their place and it's tidy and kind of crisp but also homey and that is beautiful that's what I can see what around you is beautiful And don't take anything for granted. Don't take any of this for granted. Look at the things around you. And I promise you'll find beauty in something. So those are two things I do. Here's a third one. Take a moment and remember an act of love or kindness that you did for someone else. And not for any other reason Not really for any other reason, but just to be kind. I find acts of small kindness to be deeply beautiful and true. It could be as simple as holding a door for someone. It could be that 
(laughs) for me sometimes, not often, but sometimes it could be about, it could be taking on a little more of someone else's chores because you know that they're having a rough time. It could be making dinner for somebody when you know that they're going to be hungry and tired and not going to want to do it for themselves. I don't know. There are so many different little small kindnesses that that we do for each other all the time. And I'm inviting you to think back to one. While you were thinking about doing it, while you were doing it, How did it make you feel? Do you remember what it felt like physically to do whatever it is you were doing? If you were writing out a card to send to someone, how did it feel? Your pen across the the cardstock. How did it feel to chop those vegetables? Can you feel the door handle against your palm? Do you remember what it felt like inside your chest? For me, it always feels like an opening. Kindness is truly empowering. And we're going to continue on in this vein for the last thing. Some of these things I think about at night, like going over my day, what did I find beautiful? What did I find beautiful and true? This is one for the morning, but you can do this at any time. Think about one small thing that you could do today this minute, in the next couple of hours, over the course of the next day, that would give you joy and be meaningful for someone else, or that might be meaningful for someone else. Some examples that are springing to mind for me are uh, (laughs) spending a few more moments playing with my cat. (laughs) It's very silly. I sometimes take it for granted, and I wish I didn't. But it gives me joy, and she loves it. Another example? Uh, Going for a walk around your neighborhood and saying hello, giving a nice hi, hello, to every single person. Maybe it's sending a text to a friend you haven't seen in a while or haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's sending them a card. I just received a card in the mail from a friend of mine and it was unexpected and absolutely delightful. Very meaningful to me. So what's something small and meaningful that you could do today? Now we're talking about, we're continuing on this vein of action. 
but action through joy and meaningfulness. And that is a step toward being, I truly believe that is a real step toward being empowered. Not all of us are going to be able to be Supreme Court justices. Very, very few of us. But we can all take small actions that give us meaning, that give us joy and grounding, that make us feel open, that make us feel more connected to one another. And more connected to ourselves, honestly. So I'm going to go back over the the four things that I do very quickly so you can kind of hopefully remember them and take them with you. Thinking about the last 24 hours, looking for beauty in it, looking around you in the present, finding something that sparks a little feeling of that, of, oh, that's beautiful. That really is beautiful. Something in you right now. Or something that you can hear. It doesn't have to be something that you see, something that you hear. So that's two. One is think about the 20, last 24 hours, then look around right now, or pay attention to the right now. Remember an act of love or kindness that you did for someone else and how it made you feel. And then think about something that you can do today that would give you joy and be meaningful for someone else. If you do any one of those things, the trajectory of your day will be just a little bit different and a little bit better. If you do one of those things every day, it can change the trajectory of your life. And, I, and I'm most sincere about that. Since I have been working on this for the last nine m- months or so, the, tra- the trajectory of my life has changed. I am more open, I am more loving, my sense of perspective has increased, my equilibrium is stronger, my center, my sense of self, all of it. So this is my, this is my gift to you today. This is what gives me joy. This is what I can do today that gives me joy and might be meaningful for someone else. Take it, do with it what you will. I hope it gives you as much joy and peace and contentment as it gives me. As always, I thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this, that this podcast inspires you to look for the beautiful and true in your own life. I'll talk to you again next Sunday. Have a great week.